0: Now here's the best Stay Tuned Sports Podcast. And hello there, all you Stay tuners. Welcome back to another episode of Stay Tuned Sports. It's your good friend Jimbo here. Back again. No football. Again. But we do have some football stories that we are going to talk about. Um, Carson Wentz being traded the day after we recorded. Talking about that. Um, Who won the the trade for him. You know, the, the Eagles get enough back for him? And what do the, the Colts, you know, where do the Colts go from here? Also want to talk, I'm um, not sure if you guys seen the viral video going on with Cam Newton and, and I'm assuming a high schooler. Look, you know, like 18, 15, to 18 year old kid chirping at him. Um, kind of giving him shit, you know? So we're going to talk a little bit about that too. So before we get into this show, to head over to staytunesports.net and all of our social media networks uh, to to follow us, like, subscribe, all that stuff is on the right hand side there. Make sure you click them so you can get all the up to dates of the the episodes and giveaways, which they're coming um, within the next you know couple weeks. Uh, just finally finalizing some of the uh, the rules. If you want to say it, you know, call it that. And then up top is a merchandise t- tab. Make sure you head over there because I'm in the process of actually making more truck series t-shirts for the Stay Tuned uh, series, truck series season next year, which if you guys have seen on Twitter, I, I you know, posted out there the schedule for next year, next season. Um... Comes back in April. Uh, we will be talking to Josh Sobel in a, a bit here um, about the rest of this year. Uh, there's two two uh, races left uh, in this season. And then I'm gonna take a you know small break and then come back to kick off the Stay Tuned Sports Truck Series. So, yeah, Carson Wentz finally traded to the Indianapolis Colts. I'm not sure. How I feel about it um, when it first happened. So the what the Eagles got in return was a second uh, round draft pick for next year, which can be a first and a third round pick this year. Now the second round pick could be a first round if Carson Wentz plays seventy-five percent or more snaps, offensive snaps, or seventy percent of the offensive snaps plus. Colts make the playoffs which one do I think has the better chance at happening honestly I think 70% in the Colts making the playoffs because the Colts are not a terrible team we've seen with the old Phillip Rivers banged up broken everything like that um, kept that, that team competitive and now you put Carson Wentz now if Carson Wentz can get back to how he was with Frank Wright, you know that that MVP year he was having. There's no reason to not think he could take them to the playoffs. And obviously, you know when he got hurt um, that year, he had to be close to right around that 70 percent because I mean Nick Foles played the last three weeks of that season, which. You know, it's a little bit more than three quarters of a season he, he, he played. So, you know, you would think he would be able to, and definitely behind a better offensive line than he had the past couple years. You know, um, Jason Peters, just, just the old offensive line Philly had the past couple years. But even if that turns into a first-round pick, I still think the Colts got the better end of the deal here. Um, my question is: the rumors were out there that you know we were going to get a first-round draft pick, Nick Foles, uh, Tyree Cohen from the Bears. Now I didn't see it, but I heard people you know at work talking, or maybe it was the ESPN radio talking that supposedly. Carson threatened that if he got traded to Chicago he would sit out the year I've been defending Carson ever since day one of any type of drama going on with him but the more the story kept going on and now the latest story um, from a couple days ago was that he went 8, 9, 10 weeks without talking to Peterson at all last year, gave up on the locker room, you know, just pretty much gave up on the team. And I just, I, I don't know if it's I don't want to believe it or I don't want to accept it because he just doesn't seem like that type of person. And if he's that good of, good of an actor that when he gets in front of that camera can make you feel that, but really behind the scenes is this way, Maybe, you know, the leaks of supposedly Alshon Jeffries um, bashing Carson and maybe all these other stories are true. And if that's the case, hate to say it, but thank God he's gone. You know, you don't want a prima donna or a drama queen to be on a team that is about to start a rebuild. And it's quite obvious we're in a rebuild stage. You know, we traded Carson. We released Deshaun Jackson. We released Alshon Jeffrey today. Zach Ertz was brought up in the the trade with um, Indy, but never went there. But he's definitely next on the chopping block. And you look at the offensive line, Jason Kelsey's not gonna want to stick around for a rebuild. I mean he's only got another year. Maybe two to, to play. So he may even just flat out retire. Now circling back to the trade here by trading Carson Wentz the Philadelphia Eagles hold another record record that you don't want they are the the team that has the most dead money on the books ever in the NFL which was $33.8 million now the Colts they pick up the rest of his salary, which was $25 million. Plus, as long as he's still on the roster, you know, third day of the season, which obviously he will be, he'll get another $10 million. So basically again, $35 million, which is what he was asking for when he negotiated the contract. The other aspect of this trade is now Jalen Hurts is the only quarterback on the team. And sitting at number six, there's rumors floating around that Philly would be open to drafting a quarterback. So if that's the case, why did you draft Jalen Hurts in the second round? Okay, you know, you don't want to re you know have a, a mistake again that you did with Russell Wilson, Howie, right? So why would you draft a quarterback this year. If you really think Jalen Hurts is going to be next Russell Wilson, get him some weapons. You just released Deshaun Jackson Jackson, and now Sean Jeffrey. What better weapon to get him than either Chase from LSU L- 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 can't talk today or Smith from Alabama. I would prefer Smith but both are very good receivers. You messed up the past couple receiver drafts. I mean, these are just pretty much on a, a golden plate for you. You can't mess this up. And if you draft a quarterback at number six, you're just redoing what you did last year with Carson Wentz. Yeah, both are going to be cheaper uh, quarterbacks. With Hertz, I think, only get like $2 million this year. Now, Grant, if you draft a quarterback at number six, he's going to be making probably more than Hertz, which will probably piss him off. But... I'm just praying, you know, if Howie doesn't take a wide receiver or an offensive lineman at number six, I hope Lori finally opens his eyes and says, "You know what? Just get out of the room, empty your stuff. Don't don't come back. You're fired." Because if you, like I said, if you think Jalen Hurts is next Russell Wilson's, and that's why you took him in the second round, you start getting him weapons. You got Miles Sanders back there, so you're running back crew is set, get him some wide receiver help because obviously the past two seasons the wide receiving crew has not helped Carson Wentz at all so when we kicked off the show made the comment about the Cam Newton uh, video being out there now I don't know if you guys seen it, I mean it's viral now so you pretty much could just Google it and and you'll see now the the only thing I would say is this don't watch the video of the kid starting off saying you're poor you're a free agent and cam kind you know talking back to him you gotta watch you gotta look for the extended video of cam talking to the kid before I saw the extended video that cam put out there I was actually gonna kind of bash cam because why are you letting a kid trash talk you you know just, just ignore him he's just a young punk that don't know what he's talking about he's around his friends trying to make a, a scene because he you know he wants to act cool and bad and you know have a, a video go viral and cam is used to hearing the chirping every week I understand you know he doesn't have to be there for the you know, foundation. He could just sat at home and ate potato chips all day. He chose to come out there, but he has to also understand a little bit, though, that you know, 90% of the kids out there aren't going to be this douchebag that was chirping at him. So when I saw Cam posted the extended video, I gotta give Cam credit. He legit tried to talk to the kid and ask a little bit about him. Um, You know, what's your your team's record? And wasn't at all taking shots at him. But yet this little punk kept twisting his answers to make it seem like he's a a badass and he's, you know, better than Cam. You know, I know know you watch YouTube. Just look me up. Look me up. I liked what Cam said to him, though. Don't be one-dimensional. You know, and kids these days sometimes need to realize these pros, Cam Newton, um, Peyton Manning with his his quarterback camp he usually has. These guys don't have to go there. Like I said, he could have been sitting at home eating a bag of potato chips, but he decided to come out, help out the youth, and you know. All his expertise and, and um, his knowledge, his talent, help these kids. And, and maybe even if he t- teaches them ten, 10 different things, even if they take one thing out of there, they're that much better. But all this kid wanted to do was chirp and, and make it look like he's cool in front of his friends. And really, he didn't. So I just want to say kudos to Cam you know it could have got a lot worse from watching that first video but it seemed like cooler heads prevailed cam talked to the kid basically trying to explain to him like you know like i said he he doesn't have to be out there and he's trying to teach him and these other kids stuff and there's always a right way and a wrong way about how to go with things and the way this kid did it was the wrong way. So up next, back after a a week away, is Raj Talk with Joshua Sobel.
1: Uh, jumping out of it trevor white saying you know what i've seen too much now i s- almost saw an accident uh, right up there at the front of the field and that's the one spot you don't want to have an accident because you and i know carlos if that happens it's all chaos from
0: there. Right there oh there's a wreck turn one multiple drivers involved
1: and this is the big one the 12 involved the 29 the 23 coming in oh boy bunch of very very damaged race cars
0: and this is garage talk with joshua sobel brought to you by three wide tv and yes so after taking last week off due to the race car you know truck drivers taking a week off we are back here with josh how you doing buddy
1: doing well how are you
0: pretty good a little tired um (laughs) (laughs) you know you you cutting grass me snow blowing snow talk about (laughs) difference in 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 areas (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, sunny Florida drains you out, and then you got the cold of winter where you're at, so two I'll, totally different sides.
0: I'll tell you what, you know, us up here in Northeast PA, it literally is like 28 straight days of every other day snow. And even at work, when they open the, the bay doors, all I see is a, a hill of snow, and I'm like, what the hell, is it snowing again? And here, it's not even snowing, just I'm used to seeing the snow. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean for me, I mean I've been in Florida pretty much my whole life, so I would like to see some snow eventually, but in this area I'll never see that.
0: <laughs> but you never know. I mean look what look at Texas. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You know? Um so last week you guys were at Bristol, um Pooh Bear, J T Pool winning it. Mm-hmm what was it about like 11 second uh, lead or something he, he had on
1: everybody i mean there's only there's only like three cars on the lead lap it was complete domination yeah nobody had a chance to even to even figure out what was going on i, I don't even think anyone had enough time to even really understand what what they were doing wrong and how to correct it and, f- i mean I, I just don't think anyone was going to catch him
0: and and that's the thing i mean he was just he was just on, you know, and it wasn't like everybody else was doing poorly because even second and third place they were pretty competitive um, for their spots too. So it wasn't like just bad driving. It's just you know, I guess maybe the, not not to put him down or anything, but the moon's aligned the right way and everything to, to pull out a, a win like that.
1: No, it's second. It's the second win of the season, so it's pretty good. I mean, I like seeing someone new at least take a checkered. I yeah. mean, between James and, and Mitchell. Um, dominating the season uh, throwing in a, another driver that you don't typically see winning races throughout the season I mean he's been pretty consistent throughout the season yeah but uh, being able to see someone else win it is uh, is quite nice
0: and I think we need to uh, touch on the whole um, pooh bear thing that we that I think the the chat broke Peter the the, the host there <laughs> I don't know um, I know you had a, a bad time with the, the racing, so I don't know if you were able to hear any of the um, the commentary throughout the yeah, whole race. Or I just watched
1: it. I watched the race uh, after I parked it. Um, I know they're using a new overlay and the uh, the pit box that they use because it's the same type of overlay that I have for mine when I do broadcasting. Okay. Um, it only gives you the last three initials of the guy um, in the pits <laughs> and JT Pool unfortunately has Pooh in his name so once once that kind of popped up i don't think uh i don't think the guys were expecting it to happen and they just they just had so much fun with it it was kind of hilarious
0: and even uh, again i don't know if you were able to see it at, at this time um, when it was still somewhat competitive um mower was in second place so it was poo <laughs> mower <laughs> and, and that's what really started to break peter and even um drew was it was starting to to break in and you know you gotta love our, our fans in the in the chat there i mean everybody w- was chiming in with different phrases um to come up with
1: yeah i mean poo bear i think is hilarious uh, only because j t is, is such a younger driver that I just <laughs> it just seems like something like his mom would say to him, so I think it kind of cracks me up more because he is so young, yeah, and he has a nickname like that now, and it's gonna stick with him. He's just i mean, that's one of those things he's he's definitely gonna have to to, to get used to,
0: oh yeah, and then even um even the, the the discord chat with all all those you know truck drivers and everything like that um him having the toilet trophy like we need to get him on uh, <laughs> one of these times me me and you and find out what the true story is why does he have a toilet trophy
1: <laughs> yeah I, I think in discord when they were talking about it um darling came out and's like well he had to be shitty at something <laughs> <laughs> and uh you know it's funny i don't don't know anyone who would have a toilet trophy so i think i have a lot more questions (laughs) as to why he has it more than anything (laughs)
0: yeah but yeah like you said i I do agree with you though i mean it's it is nice to to see someone else win and kind of be like you know maybe this might be another driver to to watch out for next season
1: yeah and with uh mitchell adams and, and bill edwards still in the running obviously mitchell is still the leader going into um the, uh, the next race at Auto Club um, Lorello did drop a little bit in points not much. It looks like it was only a three-point difference from where he finished at compared to Adams but yeah. um, Other than that, I mean, this is still a very close championship But once you get back into like fourth fifth position, that's where you start to see the points really drop off I mean you got Doug Milliner who who gained two spots moved himself up to fourth he's still 44 points away from the leader and Ben Adams in that top five
0: 45 points out yeah so i mean you know it definitely is i, I think it went more fr- from like before bristol i think it went more from a top three race to you know a top five you know with uh two i believe two races left
1: yeah there's uh audio club that's happening and then i do believe we have um ism raceway which is on march 5th and then we end at chicago land on march 12th so it's crazy. The series is coming to an end so quickly, and it's weird that it started in August because I, like, it feels like it's been a while. But also at the same time, you like blink and it's twenty-four races are done with.
0: Uh, and exactly because that—that's what's funny. Like, you know, I found out about you sponsoring the truck. Like, you know, we told the story and everything, and it seems like it was the, the race just started yesterday. You know, and here yeah. it is. Yeah, exactly. Season's over. So, uh, where are we going? Uh, this friday so we're going to auto club
1: in uh beautiful california so a good track i I don't actually know too much about auto club i just know a lot of drivers uh seem to enjoy it it's going to be a little bit different uh two mile long track um the banking doesn't seem as crazy so it might be more of a, a flatter style track um in my opinion i don't even know what i could even um, compare it to uh, okay. just cuz me personally I have never raced on it so I am looking forward to that um, but a good a good racetrack to to kind of get away from like Bristol and everything else to jump back from I would I would say
0: yeah so you, you haven't got any practice on it this week yet or no
1: not yet I mean, I've been practicing for um, the Wednesday league that okay. NSRA does for the road course racing and stuff like that too so I've been trying to like get my toes wet in some road course racing which didn't do too bad last week uh we'll see what happens this week
0: how's the, the three screens uh helping out there i seen you post that on twitter
1: yeah it's it's weird it's uh <laughs> at first it was hard to get used to because i didn't know what the hell i was doing but once i found out a couple of guides on how to actually set it up properly because it's not just plug and play oh okay. um, man i i don't think i would ever be able to race without three screens <laughs> now I that mean, i've it, actually done it
0: it is it is a sweet nice you know little setup you have there
1: oh i mean between that and the button box that uh that i got from uh from the league as well too thanks to my dad and, and my mom and all those all those guys that, that help out um it's crazy i would never expect this my dad is so into it right now that oh yeah uh, i think he just sees that i'm having so much fun with it and he just wants to enhance that as much as possible
0: yeah i mean he's he's definitely one of the bigger um fans of yours in in the chat um obviously i'm your your second favorite. I don't think I, I don't think <laughs> I could compete with your dad. I mean, he's he's in the chat there. I don't know if you could see it while you're driving, but he's he's in that chat there. You know, Josh. You know, two more two more laps pit, and he's giving you you know tips and everything like that. Like, and I'll, I'll give him credit too because there's a lot of times I have to ask him questions like you know tire drop off, like just you know the the, the lingo as I, I call it. And I, I you know I wanted to give him a, a, a thanks there for helping me you know learn a little bit more about the the sport
1: yeah a little bit about him too is that when he was when i was younger sorry uh he worked for nascar at one point and uh, he did that for about three or four years and uh, i think just being out on the road all the time and being away from family and i was growing up and all that stuff i think he was just kind of kind of overwhelmed with it and me being a fan of of the sport and and everything else at that age i got a little annoyed you know obviously being eight to ten years of age and your dad's working for nascar and then decides yeah i'm not going to do it anymore it it got it got rough but i got to i got to meet a lot of drivers i got a lot of autographs uh i've been to a ton of different races so that's kind of what opened me up into into the whole nascar thing and and then eventually i ended up racing myself in uh local tracks and all that stuff and that's kind of where my background in racing comes
0: from. That's cool. Were you ever able to be down in the pits or
1: at my age, no, because I think back then you had to be like fourteen to sixteen. Okay. Um to get in and my very first race I think I was like eight or nine. Oh, okay. So I got to stay out in the uh, in the infield and in like an R V and all that stuff. And yeah. honestly I like that more. Because you get a lot of drivers that come by and uh they're really easy to track down. I mean you obviously got got some of the guys that don't want to sign anything but the majority of the ones that i I ran into were pretty cool that's pretty cool all
0: right um so you know for everybody anybody that's first time listening to garage talk here you know one aspect of the segment we like to do is take some questions from fans and other race car drivers truck drivers and you know whatnot so i actually have a couple more this week compared to uh two weeks ago uh nice let's see here how should we start this off <laughs> so actually let's uh let's start start off with our other uh stay tuned sports driver scott crump who races in Erska monday nights at nine is it yeah okay yeah 9:35 is when we start those so I'm actually
1: producer on their broadcast, so I'm the guy behind the cameras controlling everything uh, with the help of Johnny Thomas, who does a lot of my uh, overlays for the race. Um, and then we got the, our broadcasters and Pit Reporter, who have been doing a phenomenal job. And uh, that's every Monday night. They had an off week this week, so yeah. uh, they go to Iowa next week. And that's been a lot of fun, yeah. to be completely honest. I think I've had more fun producing everything than, I, than when I was a broadcaster myself.
0: And um, the the one aspect that I do like about this year with Ersker because last year was our first year, Stay Tuned Sports first year, um, sponsoring anybody in iRacing. I like the the pit interviews with uh, what's the female's name? Uh, I'm I'm so bad with names. (laughs) (laughs) It's all good. But yeah, no, that's that's a cool different
1: pit reporter.
0: Yeah, and uh, yeah, she kills it. Yeah, that's definitely a cool different thing you don't really see on any other um broadcast and you can watch Urska on Belly Up T V, their YouTube channel, um Mondays at nine. Um so Scott wants to know who's your favorite Urska league driver? <laughs>
1: oh wow. That is a curveball right there um that's tough i when i first started with Erska as far as like doing money leagues and in broadcasting for them i was actually in this is way before stay tuned sports and all that stuff okay um scott crump was one of the guys that was always near the front and i liked his style of driving in general just because he he he's got he's got an attitude on him but in a racing sense it makes sense with his style yeah and for whatever reason i just kind of like latched on to that and, and was a huge fan so i got to put scott crump up there for sure and it's only it has nothing to do with stay tuned sports or anything like <laughs> no, that yeah. it's just it's just funny that he is a driver um for 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 you in uh, in Erska. but another one that i'm a huge fan of and someone i've worked close beside as well too is josh adams um that races the number 95. That dude is dominant. He, yeah, he missed the Daytona's uh, opener, which sucks. Yeah. I don't know why. Not sure why, but he did miss the opener. Blast, um, not this past Monday, but the Monday before. And uh, yeah, I mean, he's going to be a force to be reckoned with. A force to be reckoned with? So, yeah, there <laughs> we go. Something like English.
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but, but yeah, yeah I mean, too. you know, I, I was surprised Adams uh, didn't race because he, he was—he's always dominant at Daytona, and that's why I was one thing I was kind of looking forward to see—you know—how could Scott do? You know, going up against him and things like that. And they, unfortunately, both of them um, had incidents. Basically, you know, Adams not racing, and then uh, Scott having computer issues had to back out of there. So both are behind the eight ball there as far as points, and but just started. I think it's plenty, yeah, yeah, plenty of time to get back up there
1: yeah long long season ahead of us for that we're only two races in and we start our third race um next monday and i mean this season's going all the way to august so got a long long schedule ahead of that but a lot of good stuff coming up as well too and um i mean that's again erskine johnny thomas and all those guys um that have kind of got me in on it and belly up sports Uh, Mike Brown for at least allowing me to do this type of stuff. It has been crazy. I I would never put myself in this position (laughs) and be able to do it and, and crunch everything down and try to make it as the best I I can with the help of everybody else has just been insane to say the least.
0: All right. So our next question is from Monty Glover. Do you (laughs) think Ben Ben Adams can rebound to win championship after wrecking last race?
1: Hmm. That one's tough because of the fact that with, I mean, he is fifth in points right now and 45 points, that's a, that's a lot of points with only three races left. Yeah. He would really have to stay clean and, and not getting into any more accidents for the remainder of the season. Man, I mean, even then that's really pushing it because he does he's fast yeah it's just he, he's kind of one of those drivers that also gets caught up in in some weird incidents as well too and um i had to go back and look at the footage because i knew he was involved in a wreck i just didn't know exactly what happened because obviously i'm in the middle of racing and and everything else but uh it, it just looked like uh both the whites we have uh we have two of them in in the league um i think it's travis and um justin uh, justin yeah Yeah. travis and justin white it looks like justin just kind of pinched travis coming off of one of the turns um up against the wall and he bounced off the wall and unfortunately ben adams was was there to kind of collect the rest of that um i don't know how badly damaged he was i know we were he was kind of talking about it in in the uh, in the server since we're on the same team okay but um i i think he got taken out completely i don't know if he just parked it i'm just trying to remember. Um, Actually, I think he yeah, might have parked
0: it. I, I think, yeah, I agree. I think he parked it as well. I, I think he tried to stay out there, but just kind of like with you, um, yeah. just couldn't keep up. So he just decided to park it.
1: Yeah, Bristol is one of those tracks. If you if you don't have the speed, then you're just going to get in everybody else's way. And when you have Adams and Lorello and, and and Edwards kind of battling it out for the top three spots, the last thing I want to do, and I'm sure anyone wants to do, is get in their way and cause a bigger accident. Yeah. Uh, for someone who's actually racing for a championship.
0: Yeah. All right. Next question. Um, For all listeners, if you haven't seen, we actually released uh, next season's uh, race schedules. You can find over on the NSRA League's uh, Facebook or on Stay Tuned Sports Twitter. I tweeted it out. Um, There is one uh, track on there I'm excited and kind of curious about. And it brings me to the question uh, from chris darling what's your thoughts on bristol dirt
1: mm, i don't know <laughs> i think that's gonna be on paper it sounds like a great idea but i think execution wise uh, it's, it's gonna be kind of rough until I until i know what the setup is gonna feel like okay. and since nobody knows what it's gonna be like and it's i think they're slating for release in march for that track. So, okay. luckily, we'll we'll be able to mess around with it before the race is in, in May, because I think that race is on May 14th. So, um, we at least got a decent amount of time to kind of mess around and see how everything goes. And we used fixed setups okay. unless something changes and we need to change the setup. But that's the problem. If the fixed setup is bad, yeah, I know Chris Darwin isn't going to want to run, run that race. And if you can't find an open set that's at least doable, yeah, then we may not even see Bristol dirt on the schedule at all. It just depends on what that setup feels like and how the drivers kind of react to it. I am a dirt racer in general. That's where I came from was dirt racing. But iRacing's way of doing dirt is really weird. Okay. It's the same concept, but it's just it's that 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 feeling of being in a race car. Like yeah. when you're not in a physical race car. And all you have to go off is audio cues it's it's so hard to get used to that that type of stuff so really it's just gonna have to see what happens i i, I honestly don't know i don't want to bash it because yeah. bristol is nice i just don't see it being i don't know i just don't see it being
0: fun Oh well, maybe we'll have to bring this question back up the the week before if, if they do race but i i mean i know you guys with iRacing It's totally different than NASCAR Heat, you know, when I bring it up and everything. Mm -hmm. But I I remember a couple weeks ago, uh, because I'm in all four leagues now, I'm in the the Dirt League, the Truck Series, you know, everything. And I actually had to do the Truck Series on the Bristol Dirt and remember sliding around and everything. I was like, oh, this is pretty fun because I'm used to sliding around in snow. Yeah, yeah. And that's why when I saw that, I'm like, oh, this this should be an interesting uh, track for them.
1: yeah and i'm kind of like the same way like when you jump between like a simulator that's like iRacing, racing and you go to just arcade style driving yeah it's it's crazy how big of a difference it is like in nascar heat i'm sure something like that would be a ton of fun but yeah. when you really throw it into a simulation and even if the simulation is not 100 percent accurate because you can't it, it's and it's it's gonna be rough i don't know i know they did eldora i think last season before i raced with nsra okay um so they do have an idea how the trucks react to dirt. So I guess we'll just have to see how Bristol's like rendition of it is gonna is gonna be.
0: All right, and um, we have one last question um, for the listeners. Also, if you haven't heard yet, me and my wife actually start a podcast last weekend, Wine, Whiskey, and a Review, where we just review movie and TV shows and, and whatnot. So make sure you give a listen there and subscribe. Um, so this question, Josh, actually comes from me. What kind mm-hmm. of podcast would you do with your wife, and oh, what would it, wow. and what would it be named? Not trying to get oh, you, wow. not not trying to get you in trouble or anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh god. Um, hmm. Jesus. And just so oh, the listeners god. know, I'll I'll give you a little bit of time to think here, Josh. Just so the listeners know, I don't tell Josh any of these questions. I pick. He sees some some of them, so he he has no time to really come up with an answer before I asked these so
1: <laughs> yeah the majority is are like out of left field like I knew about the Bristol dirt but just because it's asked doesn't mean it's gonna be said on the podcast yeah so I already had an idea of what I wanted to say about Bristol but the other ones <laughs> I had no idea about and this one is gonna throw me for a loop um, I don't know I mean back in the day that we were huge into like the whole like Disney I mean we live in Florida so we got Disney World and everything else and we had annual passes to that stuff and okay. uh, she's obsessed with anything that's Disney. So I think if it ever came down to it, it'd probably be something along those lines. Now that would be more on her end and not necessarily mine. Cause Disney was like one of those things that it's cool. Yeah. But at the same time, like after a while it gets repetitive in my head, but when you have a child now, I'm, I have a three-year-old, yeah. it does make it a little bit better. Um, It'd probably be something along those lines, but me personally, I'd probably I'd probably be more on what you're doing with okay. your podcast, to be completely honest. All right. All right. That's a great idea of what, of what y'all are doing.
0: With the uh, the wine whiskey and review. Oh yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it's funny because I was drunk, she was sober, and she's like, We just got done watching WandaVision. And she's like, We should do a podcast. I'm like, Okay. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. <laughs> and then the next day she's like, Do you remember what we talked about? I'm like, kinda. <laughs> oh man there like, we go oh, oh we made
1: a podcast oh we're doing a podcast oh yeah yeah no i remember that
0: <laughs> so <laughs> all right um so like we said friday over on youtube the uh, 3y tv uh channel there nsra the simbox truck series will be at chicagoland did you say it was
1: no it's at auto club chicagoland's
0: is the ending oh that's right that's right um, see you god damn i'm working (laughs) five o'clock in the morning (laughs) so it's getting to you so till um actually next week because you know we have really nothing else to talk about this week um this is your good friend jimbo and josh we will see you guys next week peace